0: On behalf of Walt Disney World, the place where dreams come true, we welcome all of you to Epcot and World Showcase. We're gathered here tonight around the fire as people of all lands have gathered for thousands and thousands of years before us to share the light and to share a story. An amazing story, as old as time itself, but still being written. And though each of us has our own individual stories to tell, a true adventure emerges when we bring them all together as one. We hope you enjoy our story tonight,
1: Reflections of Earth.
0: Hello and welcome to F Yeah Disney. We're your hosts Julie and Jason
1: and we are here to give you an unfiltered view of all things Disney. We'll be covering events, news, history, food and so much more.
0: So strap on your ears, grab a churro and enjoy today's episode of F Yeah -Yeah Disney. Disney.
1: Hey, what's happening? Welcome to episode 9 of at Disney. How the hell are you? We are doing fantastic. Glad to be back on the air. Uh, It's been one hell of a week for us. actually been one hell of a month, really.
0: It's been longer than a week.
1: (laughs) And uh, one hell of a week for Disney as lots of things have come to ends and things have uh, started new and things started and then stopped. And Jesus, (laughs) what a fucking mess. So we're getting all that talk here in this episode today, uh, everything from the end of Illuminations, our experience as we uh, went and saw the final night of that, the beginning of the new Epcot Forever, which we have not yet seen and we will be seeing soon. It's been raining uh, on and off the last couple of days and we've both been busy with our work schedules and blah, blah, blah excuses. And then uh, we got some uh, personal information from a good friend of mine who was uh, stuck on the Skyliner during this weekend's incident, uh, a.k.a. Uh, whatever you want to call it i don't know Sky, skyline gate. skyliner <laughs> gate yeah let's think of something like that <laughs> but uh yeah so anyways we're stoked to be back here and uh lots of things and fun stuff going on with disney and in the meantime uh miss julie how the hell you been doing
0: aside from tonight i've been wonderful tonight i'm sick
1: oh poor thing that's why we're uh Recording tonight instead of in a couple of days, well, you'll probably be even sicker and sound even uh, even worse than you sound now. I think you sound pretty good. Yeah, hey, so.
0: I recorded One Little Spice episodes with, like, an awful cold, so.
1: Yeah, when I do my podcast. up a lung. <laughs> I, uh, I tend to not record. That's usually my excuse. But also, I have, like, severe sinus issues where I get, like, bad allergy attacks where I sneeze a thousand times a minute and uh, I feel like ass. There was
0: so much pollen outside this morning.
1: Was there? Oh, my God. Hmm. I didn't go outside. Or did I? I did. It might
0: have rained away after I left.
1: Yeah, probably. So, anyways, we're rambling. Uh, We're going to be back on schedule here with our shows. Uh, Right now, we're recording this on the 7th of October. And then... uh We'll be back on track, but this week we are going to be on our normal schedule with our normal segments and what have yous, and then uh, Even
0: though Jason wanted to put them in the wrong order.
1: Well, I just got excited to talk about some things and some stuff, but we're going to stay on track, keep this train on the tracks, and uh, yeah, go from there. So right now, uh, for once, her and I are actually having the same kind of beer. Usually we're drinking something different.
0: I'm going to tell you a story about this beer.
1: Yeah, as you guys can hear, uh, our dog in the background coughing up a fucking hairball (laughs) or something. (laughs)
0: happening with hers? Sally, shut the night. fuck up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. tell us a story, honey.
0: So once upon a time, we went to go visit your sister. And we each picked out a beer. And I picked out this amazing, super delicious beer with a picture of Neil deGrasse Tyson on it. And it was absolutely delicious and a wonderful beer. And then Jason picked out a beer that kind of sucked. And everybody liked my beer better. And then Jason was like, hey, there's one more of your beers left. Want to split it? And I was like, oh, you want to split my beer? Because it's better? No, thank you. I'm just going to drink that all myself. Thank you very much. So I bought it again, and it's delicious.
1: It's pretty good, I will admit. I think it's uh interesting. Yeah, so that's that being said, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, few those that listen to podcasts, and you should listen to this, uh, one of my favorite shows is the Tim Ferriss Show, and he... Uh, recently interviewed neil degrasse tyson uh i sent you a link why you give me the eyeballs there uh <laughs> it was like a two-hour conversation that he had with him and it was super fascinating because tim ferris likes to ask questions that aren't normally asked by other uh, hosts out there that have these similar guests on it was super fascinating listening to this conversation about him and his upbringing and his family yeah this beer is called beer La- uh I almost said beer lasers a uh, bear bear lasers b-e-a-r and it's got a grizzly bear on his on his hind haunches uh, shooting lasers out of his eyeballs. It's so got that,
0: a that pizza is the eye from the um, and the pyramid from the dollar bill. It is the sign of the Illuminati. It's
1: got a tooth and an artichoke and some sunglasses. I already said it had an artichoke. And, a, and an artichoke and a beetle and a diamond and some brass oh, I knuckles. Oh, lots of artichokes. And a lamb and it looks like a penis. And a bike. Is that gear? a penis, honey? Where? Oh, that's no, a mushroom. It's the same thing. It's Not probably a, it's probably a psilocybin I feel, I mushroom. I
0: feel real bad for the man who has a penis that looks like that.
1: Man, Jesus!
0: That's like giant head pencil
1: dick. It also has some kind of creature that looks like it might be some kind of ant uh, anteater slothy looking something, but it's got.
0: It's a blast-ended shrew.
1: Oh, I was gonna say it looks like the six or the the five-legged goat that <laughs> Mary Blair uh, so lovingly created for all of us to look at. Who? Mary Blair and the Five-Legged legged Goat. Do you not know about the Five-Legged Goat, oh, honey?
0: Oh, right. It's a contemporary. Yes. Sorry. I wasn't listening to what you were saying. No, it's a Harry Potter character.
1: All right. We're done rambling. It's time for us to get in our first segment of the show, This Week in Disney. If you had it to do over again, would you do any part of it differently? Well, if I had it to do over
0: again, uh, I think, uh, no,
1: I don't think it would. all right this week in disney covers today starting the 7th of october going through the end of the week which would be like the 13th i guess and uh this was kind of fun going through some stuff because there wasn't a whole lot of things i really wanted to talk about but there were some special things that were happening this week in disney uh specifically uh last week which we didn't record was uh birthdays for both magic kingdom and epcot so happy birthdays to uh Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom and uh, Epcot Center, October seventh, nineteen seventy one, and also just a kind of a backup, real quick. Uh, this all this information we get comes from thisdayindisneyhistory.com. dot it com. Says it's the first official Disney guide for this day in Disney. Supposedly, this day, October seventh, nineteen seventy one, the Disney animated and live action musical Bedknobs and Broomsticks premieres in Odin and at the Odin Theater in Lice, Leicester. How do you say it? What? In Leicester Square in London England based upon the books the Be- uh, magic bed knob or how to become a witch in ten easy lessons and bonfires and broomsticks so they took both books uh, collaborated together made a story uh, written by Mary Norton uh, the film stars Angela Lansbury and David Tomlinson an apprentice witch, three children and a cynical common oh, a cynical con man Search for for the missing component to a magic spell useful to the defense of Britain during World War II. And uh, this was a fun movie. Uh, This was actually going to initially come out before Mary Poppins did to become Disney's, uh, one of their first uh, live-action films to introduce animation within it. Uh, Mary Poppins ended up coming out first, and then this came out afterwards. Uh, One of my favorite scenes from this movie was when they all were able to fly, and they were burping, kind of similar to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, it was good stuff. And one of my favorite childhood memories in terms of Disney films. October 7th, 1998. Buzz Lightyear's Space Ranger Spin, housed in the space formerly occupied by Take Flight, opens at Walt Disney World. Presented by Mattel, the first interactive dark ride at the Magic Kingdom will have an official opening on November 3rd.
0: I really always forget how long ago Toy Story came out.
1: I know. Crazy, right? Really makes you realize how long ago it came out when you actually watch it and see the uh, animation when you for look it.
0: At Andy compared to him in Toy Story 4, and you're like, whoa, he actually looks like a person in the new one instead of a cone with eyeballs.
1: Yeah, it's amazing, right? Uh, October 7th, 2002, a Bugsland opens at Disneyland, California Adventure, based on the 1998 Disney Pixar film, The Bugs Life. It's been built adjacent to the Bountiful Valley Farm in the Golden State area. Now officially torn down.
0: Oh, yeah. It's going to be Marvel World.
1: Yeah. Then they took the Flix uh, f- spin ride and made it into the uh, one for that's opening for the... Uh... Cool story, bro. Yeah. Sorry. I was a little distracted reading. <laughs> uh, yeah. The emotional Rollwind or whatever the hell they call it. They turned it into. It went from Flix Flyers to the uh, emotional... I don't know. Whatever the hell it's called.
0: From like Pixar?
1: It's uh yeah in the uh in the um uh, inside out area, Pixar Pier. Yeah, but they turn that right into a new version. They turn it into I want to call it. It's like the emotional whirlwind or something like that.
0: With the determined tap. Yeah. I don't remember. I was just there. Um. Because
1: it has the background and that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, Also a fun little thing, I remember this, uh, 2016, Walt Disney World remains closed as powerful Hurricane Matthew lashes Florida with 100 mile an hour winds. Holy shit, that was sucked. October 8th, 2001, Epcot's Journey Into Your Imagination ride closes for renovations. The character Figment will be added and the attraction will reopen in June 2002 as Journey Into Imagination with Figment. Thank God because that Journey Into Your Imagination was a fucking... whatever
0: it got that much better
1: i was gonna call it a phlebotomy but i'm like no that's not that's not the right word an abomination (laughs) is what i wanted to say it sliced its brain in half (laughs) it felt like it going through that goddamn ride. god it was terrible what's that what year was that 2001 and then it opened in 2000 reopened in 2002 so crazy dude 16 17 years ago 18 almost 18 years ago
0: closed 18 years ago.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So crazy. Uh, On October 10th, this day on October 10th, 1980, Disney re-releases its 1946 film, Song of the South, to theaters along with the animated short Mickey Mouse Disco. Uh, To this day, the complete version of Song of the South has never been available on home video in the United States. Duh. So that's pretty controversial, though. I I did not know that they actually re-released that, which I guess makes sense because I think... I remember seeing this in the movie theater as a kid because I saw the re-release of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I saw the re-release of Fantasia. I saw the re-release of Cinderella and the really re-release of E.T.
0: So <laughs> I saw... Not really because I,
1: I saw E.T. when it came out.
0: A VHS. I actually packed it and it's unpacked and on the bookshelf now of um, kid songs. It's like a sing-along cassette tape and it's Zippity-Doo-Dah. And it's literally that scene from Song of the South.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: With uh what's his face?
1: Uncle Uncle uh Ramus. Yep. dee doo da zippity. On this day, October eleventh, nineteen eighty two. At the newly opened Epcot Center, the American Adventure Pavilion has an official opening ceremony. A single large building designed in the colonial style. It contains the American Adventure Show and the Hall of Flags exhibit. The American Adventure Show, narrated by audio-animatronic figures of Benjamin Franklin and Mark Twain, take guests on a trip through the American history. Across from the pavilion is the American Gardens Theater, an outdoor amphitheater, which hosts concerts. And at that point in time, the American Amphitheater was not covered. Uh, eventually, it became sponsored by Mattel that did a Barbie show. And I believe at that point in time was when they actually did the cover for it, I think.
0: So, Barbie, you not to get wet and melt?
1: Did you ever hear about Barbie driving her fucking pink limousine through the Epcot? Yeah, Barbie had a Barbie was a part of Epcot for like two years. Isn't that crazy? They had Barbie and Ken and all, all her friends doing a sing along stage show <laughs> in that amphitheater there. <laughs> I know, ridiculous, right? It's so crazy. Maybe one day Barbie will become uh, a legend in the uh, Disney Hall of Fame. I hope not. <laughs>
0: totally hair Barbie. She's my
1: favorite. Uh, this day, two thousand. Uh, this day, on October eleventh, two thousand three, the extraterrestrial <laughs> that is so hard to say. <laughs> the extraterrestrial alien encounter at Walt Disney World closes forever at the Maybe end. Maybe
0: th- because nobody could say the name. At the end
1: of the day, a theater in the round, quote unquote. Attraction in Tomorrowland, it was a darkly humorous science fiction experience that used binarial sound to achieve many of its effects. Although only opened since 1995, it had developed a cult following amongst Disney fans. It'll soon then be replaced by Stitch's Great Escape, which was horrendous. And Wait. I had the experience to actually get the ride on this and go see the show. Wasn't
0: it like an alien ride before it was Stitch?
1: Yeah, that's what the extraterrestrial was. It was scary as shit.
0: But wasn't it based on like
1: So initially the, the th- Right, the so in, initially it was going to be based on the actual alien franchise, mm-hmm. but they didn't feel like that it actually that franchise fit into Tomorrowland because it was like over the top scary because Michael Eisner wanted to bring more of the teen generations into the the park. So they came up with their own storyline and their own thing based on what Tomorrowland was going to become at that point in time in, in the early 90s. And uh, I got to experience this for the very first time during grad night in high school. I graduated in 95. Uh, so that year we got to go. I uh, did the whole uh, overnight stay at, at Magic Kingdom, which what? was amazing. We, went, got, we showed up at like, uh, we got there about 8 o'clock-ish, and we couldn't actually get into the park until 10. And then we didn't leave the park until 6 a.m. Got to watch the sunrise at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I uh, had uh, a mind-altering evening. It was a blast quote unquote uh it was something and it's something i'll never forget uh having grown up at disney getting a chance to actually go there overnight what was crazy though just completely off the rails here but um we had to dress up wear a tie we had to wear a dress shirt and pants and shoes and uh, a bunch of us as we walked around we had untucked our shirts because it was like you know summertime in florida and they actually we were stopped by leads working at magic kingdom and they made us tuck our shirts in isn't that crazy you told me that story before, but yeah, what? Yeah, crazy. But we got to ride this. We got to go see the this this show, and we went several times. And I'll never forget the first time going on it, not expecting what we were experiencing. And like, have there was a cast member that was up in the in the roof in the attic, uh, that was playing the part of one of the, the people that were uh, up there trying to escape from this alien using their little flashlight to kind of you know simulate stuff. And then they got eaten, and you can see it happening on the screen, and they're getting squirted on you by blood coming from the ceiling and stuff. It was. Awesome. And then the tongue of the creature coming out from behind your head and tickling the back of your head, and you can feel it breathing on you and stuff. It was fantastic. And the animatronic for that thing, the audio animatronic was amazing. Now, I will say the only thing about that whole thing I did appreciate with Stitch uh, was that he had all four arms. His anim- animatronic was uh, the forearm Stitch. But the sad thing about it was that the original uh, host of the show was the guy that was doing the demonstrations for the actual uh, teleporting machine, and it was voiced by Phil Hartman. And uh, hearing his voice and like super creepy kind of robotic kind of sound, it, it, when you first like just starting off the show at the very beginning in the opening sequence was fucking crazy. I'll never forget that for the rest of my life as like an impression that Disney had on me growing up. Pretty cool shit. On this day, October 12th, 1995, Walt Disney World welcomes its 500 millionth guest, Michelle Davis. 500 millionth guest. (laughs) That is just so crazy to think about that number. 500 million fucking people. And just in 1995 alone, which was 13 years ago, 14 years ago, what are we, in 2018, 2019? Man, it's... It was like 25 years ago. It's, yeah, that's true. Man, I'm aging myself here. <laughs> so crazy, but yeah, 1995. 500 millionth guess. Super gnarly. Super gnarly, dude. And even though this is a day that is one day outside of this week in Disney, for this week we announced, it's still super important to both of us. As this week on october thirteenth, nineteen ninety three, Touchstone's pictures The Nightmare Before Christmas opens in New York City. A stop motion fantasy film directed by Henry, A stop motion fantasy film directed by Henry Selleck and produced co-written by Tim Burton. It tells the story of Jack Skellington, a skeleton known as the Pumpkin King from Halloween Town, who opens a portal to Christmas town. Burton originally wrote The Nightmare Before Christmas as a three page poem when he was a Disney animator in the early nineteen eighties. The voice cast includes Chris Sarandon, Catherine O'Hara, Glenn Shaddix, William Hickey, and Ken Page. The film will be generally released on October 29th. Well, there you go. That was This Week in Disney from October 7th until the 13th. All right, so now we've talked about some history and some fun facts about Disney World. It's time for us to get into our next segment where we give you some more up-to-date current events and things happening all over the world in Disney our fun segment To Infinity and Your Mom. To Infinity and Your Mom. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's not right. You sure? No, that's not right. I'm pretty sure that's it. No, 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 let me show you. To Insanity and a blonde. What do you even That's how it goes. Saying? No, to immunity and response. to indecency Too and infrequently. hey hey guys you
0: got it all wrong it's to infinity and beyond
1: all right so uh there's been a lot of fun things going on in this time of the year especially being halloween uh between all the mickey's not so scary parties going on in magic kingdom to the new oogie boogie festival of, of lights <laughs> whatever the hell you want to call it going on at disneyland
0: Don't worry, I'll talk about it, folks, so you know what it's called.
1: Yeah, and then also uh, Hong Kong and their crazy-ass, scary, adult-themed haunted mansion uh, mazes and all kind of cool stuff they do. I wish that they would eventually bring that over here to the parks. I don't think they ever bring it to Walt Disney World, but they definitely could bring it over to at least uh, to Islands of Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Shit. So, anyways... Why don't you uh, tell us more, Miss Julie? All about right, so this
0: first one I'm excited. really excited about. Yeah. It's from Disneyland, California. And the article is titled, Disneyland's very first guest visits every year with his lifetime path. No shit. Yep. So there's a really cute picture of him on the first day when it opened. He got there super early. He drove a crazy number of miles from... There is information here. I guess he only drove from Long Beach, but I saw he drove from farther away. He was going to Long Beach State College at the time. And he got there at like 2 a.m. on July 18th, 1955. And he was there. And he was first in line. And they gave him a lifetime pass where he could go every year once. And he brings his family every year. It's super cute. And the ticket was $1.00. And with inflation, that $1 ticket would be a $9.41 ticket today. Wow. And today it costs $150 to get into Disneyland.
1: It's crazy.
0: But I thought that was a really cute story.
1: Yeah, it's super cool.
0: And I like that it wasn't like, here, you'll have a lifetime pass to Disney. And the person didn't care. You know, I saw pictures of him... Like with his family and he brings his kids and his grandkids and his wife every year. It's really super cute.
1: Yeah, it's awesome. I wonder if they'd like celebrate him coming in. Or if they even recognize him. He's like, do you know who I am?
0: I was the first guest ever.
1: He should have a button just for that specifically. First day ever.
0: Truth. First, first visit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so as jason so improperly discussed earlier the oogie boogie bash there you go in california adventure is open and i actually had some friends who went and i saw some pictures of some of the awesome things that they have but it was really cool and they have tons of awesome treats and so it's basically like Disneyland's answer to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. And I guess it's so popular that it's completely sold out. But it's really cute because they dress up the cars some Cars Land. So Mater is dressed as Dracula. It's just so, so stinking cute. I love it. And there's like a giant oogie boogie. It's really, really pretty.
1: Yeah, the entrance that they have, the oh, yeah. whole signage and stuff with all the sp- bats and shit, and the whole like, silhouette cut out of him is mm. gnarly as hell. That'd be a fun like tramp stamp tattoo to get done. Are they still called tramp stamps, honey? Yeah. She's shaking her head, yes. They can't hear you.
0: <laughs> you can't hear my head shaking? Gosh, guys.
1: <laughs> Sometimes I can when your neck's cracking.
0: <laughs> Not doing it now. But they have a lot of really awesome stuff. They have a dance party. Ha, ha, ha. Uh,
1: Which they had also at uh, Disney Springs for a little bit to promote the uh, <clears throat> season two, I three? guess three. I, said three I never saw either one movie. of the first two.
0: Um, and they have a frightfully fun parade, and I doubt it even holds a candle to the Booty Parade. I am just saying
1: it doesn't, but I saw a video of it uh, recently, and it, it looked pretty cute.
0: But you know, you are in California when dot, 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 They give you out Halloween candy at their trick-or-treating, and half of it's goldfish. And not gonna lie, that was what I was most excited about.
1: Really? The goldfish?
0: You know you're over 30 when dot 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 you get excited about getting goldfish trick-or-treating. But they have some really awesome snacks. They have a poison apple, candied apple, and some other really awesome super crazy treats. I don't know. Halloween is my favorite time of year. Disney can do no wrong in my eyes. They had a monster Halloween cake that's like a layer cake and it's got some different colored frosting on the inside and the outside is mostly green and then it has like googly eyes around it. And like little dollops of green icing with oh nope that might be orange. I don't know. It all looks the same color to me. <laughs> with a little chocolate bat on it. Nice. Uh, a frozen horchata or chata. Super cute. Uh, they have some crazy churros that are happening. They have a Mickey Pumpkin balloon bucket. Aww. It's so pretty. And so it's kind of that translucent color. So it kind of looks like a balloon. So when it's filled with pop- popcorn, you can see all the popcorn through it. Super cute.
1: Super jealous.
0: Um, at uh, the Bowden Bread Cart, they have a... So Bowdoin Bread Company is in California Adventure, obviously. And you actually can do a walking tour and watch them make their famous sourdough. And they make a Mickey loaf that looks like Mickey Mouse. And during holiday time, they add fangs to it. So it's a little... Oh, that's rad. mega things to keep pretty, super cute. <clears throat> uh, they have a Oogie's Worm and Dirt Funnel Cake Fries <clears throat> that looks phenomenal. It is... So, you know, funnel cake, you kind of like drizzle it into a little round cylindrical fried thing.
1: Yeah, it reminds me of like a sandcastle that you use, like a drip sandcastle.
0: Yeah, so up north we have fried dough. Mm. Funnel cake isn't a thing that we really know of. Um, But yeah, funnel cake fries. So, it's just kind of like the same thing, but you like pour it into little strips so it makes fries. Interesting. And they have a slow burning mac and cheese cone, which I assume. It looks like actually it has crumpled up um, flaming hot Cheetos.
1: Yeah, I'll say slow burning, so like are you smoking this thing so or what I gotta so fuck? I gotta say um, <laughs> we went
0: to when I was out there with Jana, we went to the food and wine festival that they had at California Adventure and I got their habanero mac and cheese. And this was probably some of the best macaroni and cheese I've ever had. But it took me like an hour to finish it because I was not not finishing it. But I also my mouth was on fire and I can handle a lot of spicy stuff. And they went above and beyond to make this like super spicy. And the cart was some sort of like spice theme food and wine cart. But it was so delicious. And it had like garlic breadcrumbs on top. And normally I'm not a breadcrumbs on my mac and cheese kind of gal. But holy smokes, it was delicious.
1: Sounds amazing. It reminds me of like the uh, La Cava de Tequila in the Mexico Pavilion, I get their jalapeno, their jalapeno uh, margarita, and I get it at about a six or a seven. You can actually have it muddled, and you can have you know, get a number and how hot you want it. Just because I want to make sure I'm not sucking that thing down, because usually you're hot and tired and thirsty, and you know, takes like an hour to drink it.
0: But they also have a Mummy Mickey macaron, which is like a white macaron that's like drizzled to look like a mummy. Super cute. They have a Hades dog, which looks like. A uh, hot dog with jalapenos on top of it, kind of cute. They have a trick or treat Sunday duo, which comes in Mickey pants, so it's like the Mickey pants Sunday for the festival.
1: Mm.
0: Uh, Darth by chocolate parfait. It's a chocolate parfait with a little Darth Vader on it with a little lightsaber drawn on it. Cute. A churro Sunday. Who doesn't want a churro Sunday? Oh, apple pie funnel cake. Mm. Mm. The Ghost Mariner's Seafood Boil.
1: Interesting. They dump it on a table with like a plastic tablecloth?
0: Um, with no. Po-
1: with potatoes and uh, some...
0: Uh, it definitely has like sausage, shrimp. Looks like scallops, potatoes. Um, probably similar. I, pr- I assume like the way they do it at Paddlefish where it's not really like dumped on your... But like done
1: yeah that's my favorite that's like the traditional thing of doing a big old seafood boil like that it's so good
0: and then apparently they have sarah sally slater's seafood fries well say that four times i fast. was gonna say try <laughs> saying that 10 times fast uh and they have a we've been dying to meet you bean dying to meet you which looks like a bowl of chili super cute
1: it sounds gassy <laughs>
0: uh they have a cauldron cake pop which is it looks like the cauldron and then it's purple bubbling over and to make the skull interesting they have a oogie boogie rice crispy treat mm. and oogie boogie cake pop a spider web crispy yeah and then the poison apple skull candied apple and then they also have the <coughs> poison apple mug and glow cube that you got me the actually, I think that might be the same bucket that they have in Disney World right now, um, but they also have a Jack Skellington sipper.
1: Yeah, looks which gnarly. Looks
0: super cute. It's, it's like his, fun it, colors. It's it. like
1: his full body and everything in it, like his head and everything. They like hold hold on yards.
0: Yep, and then they have uh, another really cute mug as well that looks like it has some Halloweeny stuff on it. Uh, Oh, they have a frog's breast drink that almost looks like a mint chocolate chip ice cream thing or maybe a pistachio. I don't know, but it's green ice cream. Maple bacon bread pudding. Mm. Rest in peace strami dog. Mm. A dog loaded with pastrami God, can't go wrong with that. That sounds amazing.
1: I love Disney puns, but sometimes they suck. You know what I mean? Like to come up with some cheesy shit.
0: The cheesier the better. I know. The better. What? Um, yeah, that too. They have a Worms and Dice and Everything Nice drink, and it comes with two souvenir dice and gummy worms, and it's bright green, and Neat. every kid wants that, right? They have a mini witch shake, which is super cute. It's swirled up, and it looks like it has, like, purple sugar on top of it and little mini ears and a bow. Ghostly pepper nachos. God. Why can't we be in California?
1: Because we're in Florida.
0: Oh, their food sounds so good.
1: Let's talk about our our lack of uh, Dole Whip nachos.
0: I had forgotten about that. Thanks for reminding me. (laughs) But they have... Oh, she sent me pictures of this. At the Disneyland Hotel, they have a Haunted Mansion 50th Anniversary tea. Mm. I went to a tea, and so the one that I had in Disney World at the Grand Floridian was four million times better than the one I had at the Disneyland Hotel, and it's not that it was bad, but I'm not a super sweets person, and there were more sweets on the one at Disneyland, and the one at Disney World had better tea and more savory items, and so I appreciated that more but the artistry that goes into these are pretty impressive because they also had the Pixar one a while back when they were celebrating Pixar, and then they had one right before this that was super awesome, but this one makes me super happy, and I wish we were there because it looks amazing. and It is Haunted Mansion themed, so obviously it's phenomenal. Neat. And they have anti-vampire chicken pizza, which I assume is chicken and lots of garlic.
1: That's hilarious. (laughs) anti-vampire chicken pizza Mm.
0: so basically i want all the things that they have here and it all looks incredible and amazing and magical and wonderful and Oogie poogie's amazing hell yeah i'm sure there's a ton of merchandise too i just chose to talk about the food because you know i'm the girl with the food podcast
1: what's that podcast called honey
0: one little spice. I believe I also discussed it on the beginning of this episode. I don't remember. I did. I said one little spice. I don't remember what I was talking about either. <laughs> so once I, I rem- so remember when you were like, "Yeah, we're gonna super plan," and then you talked for like four hours with three hours of space in between. Remember when that happened?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: At least I'm prepared over here.
1: Be prepared. So
0: there's a couple things that I want to talk about in Epcot. Oh, please. I mean, uh, in Disney World. Okay. First, like Jason said, we're actually going to talk about it a little later. Eliminations is gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's sad. And it sucks. But also so is half of Epcot. So, you know, there's yeah.
1: That. Bye-bye, starshmucks.
0: Also, no Club Cool. No more Beverly, guys. Yeah. i don't know if i've not i'm pretty sure they're not reopening it
1: it seems that way and it was every time i hear anybody talk about that fucking place the beverly comes up
0: do you remember what any of the other ones are called
1: yeah there was a melon melon was
0: one that's called guarana
1: yeah that was good but the melon was my favorite
0: oh my gosh yeah from japan
1: super sweet that was so delicious if i ever got like because i don't drink a lot of soda and if i ever wanted to fix i'd go there first thing and i'd get the small little shot of melon and I would drink it before I left the place, and then I would hear my feet going, <laughs> as they're sticking to the floor <laughs> as I'm walking as out of there. through the soda. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, it sounded like chewing. chewing.
1: Yeah, that too. Yeah. I don't know how to make a sticky sound. That's, that's how it sounds in my head.
0: And then they came up with Epcot Forever, which we still haven't seen yet. Correct. We've seen like sneaky peekies of it.
1: Yeah, we saw we the, uh, yeah, we watched some uh, on uh, Mickey Views. With uh, Braden's YouTube show, he's watched the opening uh, testing of it. That was super cool. Yeah, it was pretty neat. From a Distance.
0: From a Distance. I don't know the rest of the words of that song. Yeah. And then the Skyliner opened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then six days later it closed. Mm-hmm. Indefinitely is what the newspapers said. Indubitably. Also, I was reading an article that the Reedy Creek Fire Department was like, we have 32 firefighters. 30 of them were called to the scene. If it was during a busy time and all 100 of those carts were full of 10 people each, it would have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Although yeah. more politely because he was talking to the press. But uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. They actually have been talking about opening up another station there. Because as I, far as I know, they have four stations on I site. Guess.
0: What happened was they only evacuated one, and then they got it moving again, is what the firemen said. I don't know if that's actually true.
1: From what I saw was that they evacuated one because there was a medical issue, and someone actually uh, reading, uh, according to... Uh, WDW News Today, uh, there was actually a couple of medical incidences where three different situations of people that were actually gone, uh, sent to the hospital, and uh, were then later released. They didn't have say what or how or what happened. I'm assuming it was uh, someone shit their pants and was completely embarrassed, and they uh, had to call the fire department. But
0: When you gotta go, you gotta go.
1: Well, here's my thing. I figured if I had to piss, I know they have the emergency kits under the thing. There's like a little bottle or something like that. Uh, I'm going to pee out the window.
0: Okay, but here's my question. They kind of flap open. Mm -hmm. And they don't really, like, eh, maybe they stay open. What if while you're trying to pee out the window, it starts moving and the window closes on your penis?
1: Well, the thing is, I would actually have my ding dong in the opening. I would just stand back. I got pretty good aim. I mean, I can't hit the toilet, but I can piss out the window.
0: You realize you're talking to the girl who witnessed you pee on our tub the first time you peed in our new bathroom. Yeah, that's not aim.
1: That was because I wasn't using my hands. I was cool guy McGillicuddy. Look, mono hands. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what I get to deal with for the rest of my life. Yeah, so I guess let's uh, let's back up. So on uh, Saturday evening. Uh, do you want to I'm like let's let's go ahead and uh continue with uh our to infinity and your mom segment and then we'll get into the full story because we have some eyewitness accounts of some friends of ours that were actually stuck on it and we found out some insides of uh what happened with them and uh what the compensation was afterwards as well which made us wish we got stuck on the fucking skyliner <laughs>
0: tell me about it my mom sent me an email and she's like oh my gosh i heard what happened it's a good thing you didn't get stuck i was like We'd each be richer today. Yeah, I wonder if it was Disney dollars or real dollars.
1: Uh, Disney dollars no longer exists, well, so you know what I mean. I it would it, it would like have, been a, it have been it'd have been real money.
0: It could have been in the form of a Disney gift card, which I mean I would have been happy with anyway because I spent enough money at Disney. But
1: <laughs> right, all right, so continue, love.
0: So in Paris, uh, this actually story starts in Europe. So apparently, an Edinburgh school. In England decided to, or Great Britain, whatever it's called, decided that they were going to bring 50 of their students on this amazing vacation, and 80 of them put down a deposit and they were like, cool, well, I guess we're going to raffle off the kids that can go. But, you know, everybody gets a participation trophy now, so God forbid the kids don't get to go to Disney. Um,
1: I'd have been pissed.
0: I understand, but like I didn't get to go to Disney till I was twenty-one, and I lived an all-right life. True. Um, but a Edinburgh sports team, which was actually a dodgeball team, <laughs> uh, said that they were going to raise money so that all of the children could go. So there isn't really an update on whether or not they raised the money, but the school was figuring out. And like the thing is, it's not even necessarily that like all the kids couldn't pay to go, is that they probably didn't have enough chaperones to accommodate 80 children. I mean, 50 children is a lot.
1: Well, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I guess. I understand. I just remember just thinking back to grad night, we didn't have chaperones. I mean, I know we are also were high school and 18 years old, but still...
0: Yeah, this was a secondary school, which means they're in, like, middle school.
1: Oh. Uh, well, I mean, Goofy's, like, the best chaperone ever.
0: Next, this one's my favorite. Bollywood meets Disney. Apparently, a couple stages a lavish two-day wedding ceremony at Disneyland Paris. Wow. So, they exchanged vows in the first Bollywood-inspired wedding. And they literally got married on a stage in front of the castle. No big deal. Um, And then there are some really pretty pictures of them in their beautiful garb in front of the castle and some smoke and some awesomeness.
1: Must be nice.
0: You know, one of the Bollywood singers of Bollywood and whatnot is, like, in a car, like, singing along while the groom is, like, riding a car through Disneyland Paris. I mean, he's in, like... A silk like evening jacket. Like it's just insane. It's so beautiful. It sounds I wish like it must be nice. It just like the whole thing just looked absolutely incredible. You ready for this one, babe? This I was is my born last ready. Disneyland Paris article.
1: Okay.
0: A man took L S D and fell asleep in a lake at Disneyland Paris. He was found naked and confused hours later. Apparently, they put out a, like, missing persons report for him after the park closed, too.
1: How in the hell are you going to fall asleep on LSD?
0: Apparently, the man's 30-year-old girlfriend slipped him the hallucinogenic (laughs) drug. Almost immediately, he fell into a man-made lake in Adventureland near Captain Hook's pirate ship, and he did not resurface. When he did not resurface, his girlfriend grew nervous. And then, at 8.30... The park began to close for the night, and then she alerted staff that he was missing.
1: Hmm. What a great girlfriend. Jesus.
0: Drugs him and leaves him to die.
1: Sounds magical to me.
0: For hours, the employees combed the park, but there was no sign of him.
1: Because he was tripping his balls off.
0: Ten policemen, ten divers, 30 firefighters, and 80 Disneyland Paris employees.
1: And they found him naked in a boat in the lake? (laughs) Sounds pretty fucking magical. <laughs> no,
0: it said. Early next morning, as the search continued, a 44 year old man driving home from work came across an odd sight in the town of Cheesy, Chessy. It's not actually Cheesy. Um, a little more than a mile from Disneyland Paris, I came face to face with a naked man. He was walking in the middle of the road. He did not have a centimeter of clothes on him, and he was barely <laughs> A
1: centimeter of clothing. <laughs> That's fucking Europeans. I love it. <laughs> He did not have a wee bit of clothing. A centimeter of clothing. <laughs> that, that has got to be the funniest fucking quote I have ever heard. <laughs> oh, my God. That is crazy, though.
0: Yeah, pretty crazy. Man. Uh, apparently, Disneyland Shanghai is being sued over double standards. Mm. Because a Chinese student was unable to bring her own lunch into the park. And was forced to purchase expensive food in Disneyland. And I want to say that's probably really not Disney making that role. Because Disney, Disney doesn't own that much of Disneyland Shanghai.
1: No, they don't own any of it. They just uh, They're sell just the rights. Like there, right? <clears throat> yeah, it's like the whatever Asia company that owns it all.
0: But uh, <laughs> Tokyo Disneyland's $1 billion expansion opens in 2020. Nice. There's a Beauty and the Beast ride. I'm excited.
1: Oh, that looks amazing.
0: Can't wait. I'm so excited.
1: Yeah, we'll wait to go to those parks until all that stuff happens.
0: Enchanted Tale of Beauty and the Beast will feature Maurice's cottage at the entrance as well as Gaston's fountain. Look, there she goes. That girl is strange, no question.
1: I wonder if it's going to be the same fountain they have at Fantasyland in front of Gaston's Tavern. now.
0: No, because that's Gaston.
1: It's Gaston and Lefou.
0: Oh, just kidding. Sorry. I read Gaston. I pictured Lumiere. We're good. <laughs> and then, Tokyo... No. Disneyland Honk. Tokyo. Tokyo Disney. Oh, we're back at Tokyo Disney. Sorry. We're flip-flopping back. My notes were out of order. But they have a special Halloween set at the Disneyland's Plaza Pavilion. And the special set is like a prefix meal, and it looks incredible. Although it's really interesting that the way they describe the entree is a meat patty with demi-glace sauce, which is really funny because it's a hamburger, and they call it a meat patty. Yeah. But it has a piece of cheese that has Jack Skellington's face on it. Oh, interesting. And some sort of weird purple sauce.
1: Hmm. Try the purple stuff. It's delicious. Don't believe me. Ask the dishes.
0: And then they have a cream of bacon vegetable soup.
1: Cream of bacon vegetable soup.
0: It's probably like cream of vegetable with bacon in it. Yeah. And then I love (laughs) this review. (laughs) has A list of everything. And then one of them is just like bread. And it's Mm. just a picture of the roll. Neat. And then they had a pumpkin mousse cake. And now this is interesting. The presentation for this seems a little odd to me. It's this pumpkin cheesecake that doesn't look pumpkin flavored because it's like bright yellow. And then uh, like strawberry sauce. It it seems like the strawberries that you would get on like an ice cream sundae. Mm -hmm. Like strawberries, a little glaze, juiciness, delicious. A chocolate bat. And then like a, of what looks like, might be, diarrhea, some sort of, (laughs) nougaty, I don't know. It looks terrible.
1: Sounds amazing. I want five of them. Does it have the purple stuff on it? Because I heard that shit's delicious.
0: That brown stuff on top. Is <laughs> oh, it's the brown black. too? <laughs> yeah, it's like, a t- it's like a tan color and they literally just went <laughs> with it. It's not even, I don't know.
1: Like Pluto was around.
0: Yeah, it looks terrible. But uh, <laughs> on that note. That Happy Halloween. My, that is my news from around the world. <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Yeah, it's always fun to looking around the world what's going on in the Disney parks because there's a lot of fun things between all the Halloween festivities and uh, people doing LSD in the parks. How about that shit?
0: And ending up naked a mile away with not a <laughs> centimeter of clothes on. <laughs>
1: oh, my God. It's amazing. <clears throat> uh, can't top that. All right, so that was our segment to Infinity and Your Mom, and now it's time for us to get into some more current events also going on out there in Disney. And uh, I guess we're going to start off talking, going back to this uh, gondola Skyliner incident. Uh, Gondolas of death. Skyliner gate. Uh, I
0: like gondola gate. Can we call it that?
1: Gondola gate, perfect. (laughs) So for starters, I will say that uh, within the Disney community, there are some funny ass people making memes, like,
0: like immediately, like minutes to the rescue. Oh, it's just <laughs> Shit happening,
1: and I think that it happened like that because nobody was quote unquote injured during this whole incident. Uh, thank God. Yeah, I
0: think it was actually something serious then. The yeah. Memes would not, yeah. I they'd mean, probably it, take like a day or two to get those memes out.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. But as of right now, as far as we know, the gondola Skylander system is still down. Uh, Disney said it's down. In, yeah, indefinitely. Yeah. Definitely. So they're gonna be investigating the situation. Uh, I think part of the issue, from what I understand, is because most of these st- stations uh are not manpowered. they're all done by computers. And uh, if you look at the, the actual photos, because initially Disney said that it was a uh, downtime bullshit. They gave all kind of excuses. Um, but and then lo- someone
0: was like, ha ha ha, downtime, and posted a picture of the crash.
1: Right. So they were saying that, I guess, uh, as they were coming on the station, the, bl- the blue one uh, in the images, which I'm actually looking at right now, there's a, a blue it one. like green? No, it's uh, turquoisey blue. Yeah,
0: isn't turquoise like a blue green?
1: No, uh-uh. There's turquoise
0: a... is definitely blue green. How do you make turquoise? You add it's green to blue. It's more. It's
1: more of a sky blue, I'd say. That is
0: not a sky blue.
1: Sorry. So, anyways, I'm not colorblind. Um. So
0: you want to fight? Let's go. Uh,
1: we will later. Uh, and then you had like four yellow ones that fight were.
0: Fight me with your sword.
1: My meat sword. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, from what I understand, the blue one uh, came around and had gotten stuck uh, and it was not moving. And, and then they s- tried to get the system running. And that's when the other ones came around and smacked into it. And uh, there was some glass on the ground, which people were kind of freaking out about because when these things are stored, they're actually stored like right on top of each other and they have bumpers. And there's no but reason for they're glass to be also
0: stored with the windows closed. Right,
1: exactly. And this one had the windows open. Uh, so, uh, I believe that there were guests on these ones that crashed also, uh, from what I, from what I had heard. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just me hearing things and some stuff. Uh, but what's, uh, yeah, so it's just, it was interesting. Um, I think what was kind of crazy about this whole situation, uh, I was kind of curious with the, with the audio, uh, things that they have going on within the gondolas themselves. They have, like, when you're going over certain areas, which we have not actually ridden this yet. We were talking about going this past Sunday, and uh, obviously we didn't because it was closed. But uh, there was, like, some... But if
0: we had gotten there early enough and gotten stuck on it, gosh yeah, darn it.
1: I know, right? I would have pissed myself. Um, but there was... No,
0: you would have peed out the window and gotten your dick cut off.
1: Oh, that's true. But there's a narration that happens that kind of is like, hey, look at our magical animals down below and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I would have thought... And I haven't heard this yet verbatim that they would have announced something over the intercom system uh, saying, you know, w- what was happening. There is a temporary... Ooh, the
0: wild Disney ducks.
1: Yeah, something. But you you think that they would use these for communication. Uh, because my buddy John was stuck on hit with his family and he actually had come into my store over at Disney Springs. I was working and he stopped by and was like, yeah, man, we're going to go ride the gondolas today. And I was like, cool. Uh, let me know how they are. Hopefully you don't get stuck on them. Ah! Like literally. And and then I w- went on Twitter and was like, holy shit. So I sent him a text. He's like, yeah, we've been stuck on it. And they, uh, they were stuck on it for about three and a half hours. It was him and his brother and his two sons and his wife. And uh, I was like, yeah, man. So I just through Twitter, I had heard uh, that there was the emergency kit underneath it. that They have water and some supplies. He said the water tasted like shit. They had tried that. But for the most part, they were in good spirits. They were just bored, more or less, just kind of hanging out. Uh, over the top of this thing.
0: You also like announced to the world that if it was open the next day, we'd be on it. And no,
1: no, obviously not because it wasn't open. Um, but it seemed like, you know, hats off to Disney themselves and Reedy Creek because they definitely handled this well. Uh, they were prepared for it. They have a barge system with a little uh, cherry picker attached to it for the ones that are, were stuck okay. over the water. And this was specifically on the Epcot line because there's three different lines. so the other one lines potentially were gonna still be running um, but the Epcot line was one that was fucked up. Um, and
0: this is the one that's currently going through the Riviera and not stopping right because but it's not open yet. I think that might have been their issue because it wasn't slowing down. I mean it was you know slowing down but it wasn't slowing down the same way that it slowed down
1: to get when on you're and off actually of them.
0: getting on and off of it. And it's one of those things where through that part of the ride, people aren't supposed to be on it. Mm -hmm. And so riding it probably wore it down with, you know, whoever was riding it and, you know, wasn't the lightest crew. And I'm sure that wore it down and that's why it got stuck. Whereas, I mean, and as annoying as it is to like unload them there and load them back on the other side, I feel like... That would have been the logical thing to do when they could have avoided all of this.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 interesting. Uh, it just sucks that it happened within like the inaugural week of this opening up, like it did. You know, it's just it's a it's a tragic situation. Um, that's kind of a black eye for Disney. I th- I think the biggest black eye that they had was the fact that they didn't come out immediately and say what had happened. They were kind of, you know, kind of bullshitting about what was going on. So
0: I think they were hoping to get it resolved sooner and.
1: Yeah, then like four hours later, they finally got the thing up and moving again, and then people finally got off this damn thing. So it's interesting. Um, we're going to bring my buddy John on, but timing-wise, it just didn't work out to get him on here to talk to you guys and share his experience. Uh, but I will say that compensation-wise, uh, they all got 200 bucks a piece. The adults. Yeah, and then they also got Park Hopper Passes uh, as compensation. So I
0: really want to know what they did for the annual pass holders that got stuck
1: on it. So John and his family are all annual pass holders. So is what the is, fuck
0: are they going to do with... Car copper ticket.
1: I know I thought the same thing they could sell them I guess I mean I don't I don't really know but uh yeah it's definitely interesting it's a it's a weird kind of fucked up thing that happens but again I'm just glad that there was no deaths or major tragedy in this whole situation thank goodness um and and it was a good I guess thing that happened now instead of say like six months to a year from now um that they got a chance to run through their emergency process to how to evacuate stuff. Again, it does kind of suck that the Rita Creek fire system, the peoples were understaffed per se. They were kind of spread thin. Um, and, you know, if there was a major tragic emergency of some sort, I, hopefully there's enough manpower. Cause I know they were talking about opening another uh, station somewhere on property. So we'll see what happens. And uh, you know, all of us out there that listen to this, Um, You know, a lot of us are paying attention to Twitter and Twitter was the main way of communication. Excuse me, I got the damn hiccups all of a sudden. So enough about that. I'm sure you all are probably tired about hearing about the Skyliner shit. So I want to talk about a sad, bittersweet evening we had at Epcot for the closing of Illuminations. And... For myself personally, uh, and Julie as well, Illuminations was a special thing for us. Uh, myself growing up in, in the parks, Epcot was the main park that I went to. I went to Magic Kingdom a lot, but I, I, and also saying I grew up in Disney, there was a span of time through my life where I didn't give a shit about Disney, uh, just because of my, my age that I was at, uh, but then that was maybe like a five-year span, if that. But Epcot was definitely a park of mine and Illuminations was a big part of it, um, especially after the 2000s when this thing came to be. And uh, Illuminations was around and then it became Illuminations Festival of Earth, which became the biggest celebration. And uh, a lot of fun, you know, things about this factual wise, Uh, Jim Cummings, the voice of Pooh and a bunch of other characters out there in the world of animation for Disney uh, was the opening narrator, uh, which we had playing here at the opening of our podcast episode today. Uh, just to kind of uh, say our goodbyes to Illuminations.
0: You know what I want to sing when I think of Illuminations? Hmm. A three-hour tour. <laughs> a three-hour tour. Because it was only supposed to run for six months. Yeah, it's so funny. And then it ran for 20 years.
1: Yeah, so this was going to be a six-month show, which I think is ironic because this new Epcot Forever show is supposed to only be for six months. And we all know that this ain't just going to be going on for six months. Well, oh gonna- yeah,
0: because they actually have... The new one planned for, right. but it's not only six months, it's going to be a year because the new one isn't going to be released until the okay. 50th anniversary, which right. will be a year from now.
1: Right, exactly. But uh, yeah, so we got there. Uh, we got there around, what, seven o'clock, I guess it was that night. Uh, the parking lot was fucking packed. We parked in the far, furthest left parking lot. We
0: were almost at the farthest. We parked in Explore. Yeah. We didn't quite get to wonder, but by the time we left wonder was completely full too.
1: Yeah, it was, it was fun, but I think it was, it was, it was awesome to get a chance to go for the final night to see the crowds that were there and the love for the show and hearing all the chatter and people talking about it afterwards was interesting. Uh, but we got there and it was at sunset. It started to sprinkle a little bit and then it started to pour. Uh, we got a little wet, which was whatever, you know, from it. And, uh, we got our spot over in Italy. We sat uh, right up in front Jason of the.
0: thing got extra wet. I'm not sure how that happened though.
1: Yeah, I got hit by a uh, water raining sideways. Went right down my ass crack. It was a lot of fun. Um, but we went over to right right outside of it the. It
0: was a squirt of love.
1: <laughs> That's what she said. Uh, outside of the. Uh,
0: Wouldn't that be what he said? Oh, I guess. Either way.
1: Yeah. be Either way. Um, right outside the kiosk for Italy, where you get the for food and wine. And I always loved going to Italy for the it uh, so eliminations, good. not because of that, but because of the viewing space. Uh, but there were some dessert parties that people had rented out for the private viewings of it, which I, I totally was expecting that to be ha- a situation. But we got great seats or sp- standing spots, uh, made some friends, which she does all the time everywhere she goes. Um, I went and got some beers for us. I got her her um hops and I went and got a Kentucky bourbon nail, which was delicious. Um, Also Sugar Ray was playing that night So we had some live music playing in the background Which I didn't really listen to uh, All around the
0: world Said she's crumbled for me Who knows how long I've loved you Imagine We're
1: going to be flagged by iTunes
0: Hey I get 30 seconds
1: Mm. Touche
0: And I'm pretty sure that was super flat So they're not going to be able
1: to tell what that was It's all good but all day, um, earlier in the day, I was listening to Jim Hill's uh, Disney Dish podcast. Him and Len Testa were talking about the history of Illuminations, and knowing this was coming to an end and all of uh, the memories and the, and attachments that I had to the show in particular, it was very difficult to listen to that episode. I mean, even Len Testa himself got choked up at the end of the episode, which got me all choked up just listening to him getting choked up. And there were a lot of different things that like YouTubers and stuff that were playing videos and stuff of the previous night's uh, viewing of it, and I just couldn't watch it. I had to make sure I saw it in person. And I was holding my emotions all day, and I wasn't really sure how it was going to affect me. Like, I knew it was going to be a teary moment. I mean, I get teary watching freaking... Uh, the hell is that shit called? Happily Ever After, Jesus. I get all the Disney feels. Um, but this, this show, I definitely had uh, memories with family and friends that... Mainly family members that are no longer with me um and those that like my grandparents who took me to that park specifically and i was a fucking mess like
0: i still have boogers in my hair
1: lip quivering balling like i I just was a mess and it was a good mess because it was bittersweet and sad to see this go but you know there's a lot of changes happening at epcot a lot of good changes a lot of bad changes for some i think they're all good Walt's always believed that he didn't want his parks to be museums. He wanted them to constantly be changing and evolving, uh, even though they're not necessarily, Epcot at least is not the true Epcot that Walt had initially uh, designed and dreamed. Um, Bring
0: back the dream finder.
1: Yeah, we'll see what happens. But uh, I think for us, at least for me, uh, the most magical moment of the evening was we were all standing there and the torches were on and out of nowhere, it started sprinkling again. And I know people that go to the parks don't like it raining on them and whatever. And we were all like, fuck it. It was just a magical spot. We all had a great space to sit and watch the whole show. We could feel. It was
0: interesting because we had gotten to our spot after the rain had happened. So we were under Spaceship Earth when the majority of the rain was coming down. And we were listening to them tell us a story. And there were umbrellas from the Italian booth that were right there and they were all huddled underneath that during the first round of the pouring rain but once illuminations was on we were just like nope we are not missing this and we all just let that rain come down
1: yeah yeah it was pretty cool it was uh it was definitely fun and just i don't know this they, they seemed to even after the show ended they continued to play the soundtrack i love seeing what seemed a little bit longer um, it was also the last time to see the lasers on the on Spaceship Earth and not having Siemens uh, being on there as well. And I was even younger, seeing Siemens and being like, "He Siemens, <laughs> 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 oh, so stupid." But uh, yeah, this was Julie's first Disney nighttime spectacular show she ever saw. Yep. So that memory was there for All sure. Like
0: four years ago. I'm just kidding. It was in 2007. But 2008, 2009, I don't know. I was 21, whenever that was. And yeah, uh, so the first show I saw, I mean, the first parade I saw was the Move It Shake It Parade. The first nighttime parade was the electrical light parade. And then my first nighttime fireworks show was Illuminations. Hmm. And I remember it was my favorite nighttime show until river of light came along and i know i'm probably the only person that really loves river of light more than anything in the entire world but i just think that all the technology and everything that they put into that makes that show so stunning and so beautiful
1: i have not seen it yet and i haven't seen it because there were many times i was going to go see it and they kept pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off and bob Iger is like dudes we got to get this show out well because it came out and then they they rushed it yeah they rushed it I'll it's see it one of these so days. It's
0: so good. We have to see it. It's, oh, There's shadows. So there's trees that are like the backdrop to it. And before the show even starts, there's just these shadows of animals walking through the trees. It's the coolest thing ever.
1: Cool, man. We're talking about illuminations. Sorry. It's okay. But I think, uh, you know, once the, the we go on, the music, the song towards the end, and when the the spaceship earth or not That's spaceship when you Earth,
0: really lost it in my head.
1: Yeah, when the globe opened up and the last flame was lit and it just I want to start getting to talking about this shit. It was one
0: of those things where like thank goodness it was raining because if not it would have just been raining a cloud on Julie's head.
1: Yeah, it was uh it was some shit. I loved it. Yeah, I'm glad you did cuz I'm a, I'm a softie and I'm pretty emotional and just, you know, and it was interesting because I was going through and thinking about all, a lot of the memories and the connections. My grandfather, uh, who both my, my, on my dad's side of the family, they're both teachers, and uh, he was a genealogy. who did the genealogy for our family and would travel to France, which is where a lot of my family's from. My last name is Burgholzer, uh, which means Woodcastle. We're kind of from the uh, borders of Germany and France area. And he would go over to France and met a family there that he would stay with. And, uh, there was a year that the family actually came over from France. And so we took them to Epcot and they, they the, the parents English was good, but their son, who was like 16 at the time, I think I was like 13 or 14, uh, his English was not good at all, but him and I had a chance to walk around the old showcase and we sat and we did all the shows and together and we did all the events and the rides and everything else. And the only thing we didn't do was going to the, uh, f- fucking, uh, What's that pavilion called I can't even remember the goddamn name of it what's the what's the what has the the was the old festival building next to uh, next to, next to universe of energy
0: um body wars
1: yeah what was that pavilion called the wonders of life so we uh, on the way out we stopped at the Wonders of Life Pavilion because I wanted to go ride body wars with, and my grandfather was the same way and so we went and did body wars and we came off and his back was killing him. And I felt terrible about it. And this was like pre him having back surgery. And just recently, the last month and a half, I've been dealing with a bad sciatic issue that I got uh, from overuse and overworking myself and talking to my dad. A couple weeks ago, I had brought this memory up and he told me that my grandfather had a bad sciatic issue uh, from the Korean war being, he was a navigator in the Korean war and would fly in the airplanes and they would do their night night runs where they would go and bomb these ammunition trains, and he'd be stuck in this little tiny space in the back of the plane, looking into the viewfinder, looking at the, whatever was below him, and that led to him having bad sciatic issues. And his sciatica issue was completely, uh, I guess, inflamed from riding Body Wars, and it's one of those specific memories that I have of my grandfather uh, doing the illumination show, doing all that shit, and then Going and doing Body Wars on the way out, and we did Body Wars on the way out. Um, I maybe try to think about it now because the park would not have been open still, so maybe we did Body Wars, and then we did Eliminations. I don't know. Either way, that's a memory I had. So I was watching this fireworks show and having all these various memories coming to me. Um, I worked at Epcot for three years uh, in the Mexican Pavilion, and every night I'd get off. I would as I'm leaving the sto- the backstage to go to my car the firework show is going off and I would just do like a quick little Instagram story or a post and just kind of joke that, you know, Epcot's giving me my goodbye firework show. And there's just, I don't know, there's just so many good amazing memories that I have attached to that firework show. And it's a little sad to see it go. Uh, But we are excited to see the new uh, Epcot forever, which is kind of an interesting, uh, kind of a hodgepodge of a lot of old Epcot, a lot of nostalgic Epcot rides and shows and then it ends with Aladdin, which I guess is uh, the reason Disney did that is because it's going from out with the old and with the new and with the IPs uh, now somewhat taking over Epcot in a sense, uh, they're kind of getting us ready for all that stuff, so a lot of homages to the old and uh, I'm excited to see it and then I'm also excited for this very new Epcot show that they're going to be having, which is supposed to be the biggest fireworks show, uh, pyrotechnic extravaganza uh, that Epcot or any park in Disney has ever had. So, pretty stoked to see it. I've been reading some reviews and seeing some perspectives of the new show. Uh, some is, some people don't like it. Some people do. I don't usually take others' perspectives and stuff on things. Uh, I like to give my own opinion and then go from there with it. So. I don't know we're gonna see it very soon so once we do see it on episode 10 which is gonna be a monumental episode for this podcast uh we'll be uh, giving you guys our opinion about the whole situation which we're excited about so uh yeah we're about an hour-ish into the show hun uh, anything else that we want to cover before you sit here and start snoring again and i open up our episode with you snoring on the mic all right so uh now that we've sat and talked to uh, random, random, randomly uh, discussed some things going on at Disney, it's time for us to get in our last segment of this show, which is our What the Forky Foods.
0: I want you to meet Forky! Uh-huh. Hello. Hi! Hello! Ah. and ladders. All right, so the What the Forky Foods this week are pretty fucking amazing. Disney had a plant based event. And they actually have a new page on their website that shows the plant-based options around Walt Disney World. And there have been Facebook groups and, you know, bloggers and things like that have talked about, you know, the vegan options, the vegetarian options, paleo, gluten-free, all of those options. And it's really nice that Disney has taken to this trend and really kind of ran with it and yeah
1: i'm super excited about it
0: what is really 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 cool is that if there's something that you don't see on the menu that you're not super interested in you can kind of be like or if you're somewhere that doesn't have you know plant-based vegan options you can let them know your dietary restrictions and i've seen some pretty incredible stuff being made and a lot of the chefs really go above and beyond to Accommodate for these sorts of things, so never be afraid to ask. If you don't see something that you know tickles your fancy on the menu, but you know going through at Magic Kingdom, Aloha Isle has the Dole Whip, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, the BR Guest Restaurant has a couple breakfast options, lunch options, and dinner options. So they have the Le Festin, which I don't believe has ever been on the menu that i've been there so i'm not exactly sure what that one is but they have a cannelli, cannelloni cannellini cannell cannellini bean cassoulet Mm, sounds delicious and apparently a plant-based creme brulee which no i don't know how they make that because i was thinking they can make it more like a panna cotta, but that has gelatin in it, which is definitely not plant-based. So I'm not sure how they do that one. Hmm. Uh, But for dinner, actually, they have a few options. They have the roasted corn and spinach tortellini. And then, obviously, the salad. And then they have a vanilla cake with lemon curd. And (sighs) the best lemon curd I've ever had in Disney was at the Storybook Princess Adventure Breakfast at grand californian at the Napa Rose, and i wanted to bathe in that lemon <laughs> curd it was so perfect so sometimes they make lemon curd that's either too gelatinous or too tart and this was just the perfect blend of creaminess and just the right amount of lemon oh it was so freaking delicious
1: making me salivate
0: yeah it was that good uh Casey's Corner makes a slaw dog. At Cinderella's Royal Table for breakfast, they have the royal avocado toast. Um, mm. and then they have a protein bowl, um, a chickpea dish, castle salad, lemon sorbet, coffee pots de creme looks super delicious. It's literally served in a coffee cup, and it's like coffee mousse. Mm. It's so delicious. I mean, it's not. I don't know if it's delicious. Like the uh, mousse that
1: delicious. you uh, poop in.
0: Just like that moose. Um, the Columbia Harbor House has a lighthouse sandwich that is vegan and then Harvest Chili.
1: So these are vegan, not just vegetarian.
0: Yeah, they're plant-based. Cool. Um, and like, there's a ton. Uh, Cosmic Rays has a plant-based Sloppy Joe that I really, really want to try. It looks phenomenal. Sounds amazing. Uh, but then the Crystal Palace has options, the Diamond Horseshoe. The Friar's Nook has plant-based Brat and Tots. Because they have the loaded tots. So that would be fun to try. Um, the Jungle Navigation Company's Skipper Canteen. Um, the Shiriki noodle salad is phenomenal. It's so delicious. And it's completely vegan. And it's... Oh my gosh, it's so delicious. Um, there's some stuff at Liberty Tavern. They make a meatloaf. The portobello pot roast sounds really good. Um... Pecos Bill has some options. Pinocchio Village House. So basically, every single restaurant.
1: This is all like sponsored by the Impossible Meat people.
0: Some of them are, um, but like Akers House has uh, the Scandinavian potato dumplings were super delicious and they are plant based. They were so so yummy. And then some of the salads that are on the bar. Because if anybody has been to Akershaus for lunch or dinner, they have a beautiful Norwegian cold bar that is absolutely phenomenal. So, a lot of those salads are plant-based, which is delicious. Sounds amazing. Yeah. uh, Beer Garden has a fishless filet or beefless tips upon request. So, again, make sure you're asking. And then it has a list of everything else that's on the buffet menu that is plant-based. Coral Reef has a mushroom lobster-style salad. And I was actually looking at the Disney Vegan Food Facebook page. And they were sharing... I don't remember exactly where it was, and I apologize. But, oh, at uh, Toledo. And they had this, like, seafood platter. And the scallops were mushrooms. And the calamari were mushrooms, but they were shaped like this, and I, you know, they h- cooked the right way. They have a very similar texture. Yes, uh, I was, so. I, I just thought so. it was really cool. You can, I I think what I appreciate most about plant-based options is you have to get a lot more creative. And yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily, because vegetables are freaking delicious. Right, so but, just
1: real quick to, on a side note, it reminds me of like, uh, last episode I believe it was, we talked about the food at and Bay 7. We said that falafel that they had, when it was actually not falafel. It was actually a... I mean, falafel is quote-unquote plant-based because it's a hum, it's a chickpea. chickpea thing. But it wasn't actually chickpea. It was something completely different. No,
0: it was like the... It was basically like meatballs. Yeah. Plant-based meatballs. Yeah. Um. But the electric umbrella, the vegetable quinoa salad actually looks like really phenomenal. But yeah, no, you have to be... Uh, and not necessarily you have to be more creative, but... There are a lot of things that you miss out on, Mm -hmm. you know, and being vegan wasn't, you know, being vegetarian has been, you know, around a lot longer, but being vegan has kind of come about, you know, there were always, I assume, vegans, you know, Mm -hmm. around, but it's become, you know, a lot more popular to eat plant-based, and if you've been eating not plant-based for you know, your whole life, or if you started off pescatarian, or, you know, you started off vegetarian, there's a lot more options there, and you're limited to what you're able to eat, everything is super delicious, and uh, most of the vegan food I've had has been phenomenal, uh, just because they put that extra effort into making them, you know, super delicious. The best banana bread muffins I've ever had in my entire life were vegan, they were so freaking delicious i want that menu but i know what you're
1: saying because like you know me like me personally i i love all lots of foods but when i go out to dinner i would prefer to try the vegetarian stuff mm-hmm. just because it's like i like to try what's new out there you know and it's hard to duplicate certain textures or certain certain tastes yeah. and growing up
0: especially with a burger and i've had vegetarian burgers and my issue has never been flavor they're always delicious mm-hmm. my issue has been texture right because when i want a burger i want that chewy meat and i don't want to feel like i'm eating three slices of bun
1: right or like just mush but like when we had the impossible burger yeah shepherd's pie at food and what was it the the flour and wine <laughs> it was fucking delicious like yeah i wanted that, five of them
0: burgers. and i remember amy and i last year they had an impossible burger and then they had a regular burger and the impossible burger was just so much we better did the same thing last year of, like, we couldn't the tell a difference combo it was awesome for that burger was just so much better right
1: well like look at burger king now not sponsored hashtag not sponsored has the impossible whopper and people are saying, like, they can't tell the difference between the two, it's, which is phenomenal. I think it's fantastic. It makes me wonder what the hell's in this thing. I mean, I'm sure it's all healthy, but you wonder, you know, <laughs> what's in it. I promise
0: you it's not, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, it makes you wonder. We were actually talking about it in the car earlier, and I was like, what's going to happen when people don't eat cows anymore and they take over the world?
1: They'll <laughs> start milking us.
0: And then the garden grill has some options... And, I mean, some of the places don't have as many options or as interesting options. Like, the garden grill lunch and dinner option is a veggie loaf. Kind of reminds me of a fruitcake. cake. <laughs> not sure how delicious that would be. I
1: love fruitcake.
0: But, I knew that about you, too, and I'm still marrying you, so, hmm.
1: That and Ambrosia salad.
0: Ambrosia salad is fucking delicious. Well, some people are like that. Sucks. With little marshmallows.
1: Oh, that's amazing, and pineapples.
0: Remember at our first breakfast together when I took you to Crystal Palace and that I w- ate one of your marshmallows. I thought you were gonna stab me with a fork. Yeah. <laughs> I was like,
1: <laughs> Mickey waffles off the floor and some Ambrosia salad. We're good to go. <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, there's some like super great options there are some interesting ones like the buffalo chicken sandwich that's plant-based chicken i just i mean i want to try everything mm-hmm. I've, I've never been one to say no to trying something new i hate the people that are like i don't like that and i'm like have you ever tried it and they're like no so how do you know you don't like it
1: <laughs> hence uh you and i have that same conversation that you're like uh, i'm not gonna eat that that sucks
0: what were we talking about
1: something we talked about tonight that i said i love and you're like the fuck was that i don't even remember Cool story, bro i don't have a brain fart
0: no i remember the conversation too yeah
1: same here but you know but like i don't
0: think it was something that i've never tried before i just don't yeah i just think you're weird
1: well so like for me for instance i'm sensitive to certain foods i'm super gassy period but if i have like things that are bean based i'm even more gassy i love making black bean burgers i love hummus but all that stuff makes me gassy as shit and for the longest time i was experimenting trying different ways of making like shepherd's pie or different burgers using like soy-based you meat products. to try tomorrow i know i can't wait making soy-based meat products and a lot of times some of the the crumbles veggie crumbles for instance would make me feel like shit but if i had like a chickpea patty they were incredible You know, it had it had a very similar chicken texture to it. Even if you threw it in the microwave, you know, it had that kind of rubbery chicken taste to it. (laughs) Um, Like everything in the microwave has rubberiness to it.
0: And it's it's one of those things because one of my friends uh, made a really funny comment the other day, and mentioned that she had a roommate, and she told him that she was going vegetarian, and that he wouldn't eat anything that she made. And one night she made pasta with marinara sauce and he was like no 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 it's vegetarian and she was like it's always been vegetarian dude
1: yeah exactly
0: but yeah uh but no like in animal kingdom flame tree barbecue harambe market satouli canteen is probably one of my favorites their crispy fried tofu is so incredibly delicious oh it's the best it's so yummy
1: with the popping pearls
0: <laughs> yes yeah, with the anal beads babe <laughs> Um, But Tiffin's even, you know, their high class restaurant has stuff, Uh, the Tusker House, and then um, Hollywood Studios. I think um, the Backlot, whatever it's called, Express was the first one to have vegetarian option, but they have um, gluten-free buns. That's what they
1: use. Okay. Uh, And the Backlot Express at Hollywood Studios, to me, is one of the most underrated Quick service restaurants in all of Disney. Period.
0: I've heard amazing things about it. I, haven't I yet to eat fucking
1: there. love that place. It's back in the corner. It's got lots of great seating. It's got it's close to Indiana Jones. It's close. You can sit outside. And you can watch the little young little uh, Padawans come in and do their Jedi Training Academy. It's it's a great spot. They got rid of a lot of the stuff inside. That was all like the movie memorabilia and stuff uh, to make room for more people. Which I guess interestingly enough, as of right now, they don't need quote unquote what. I'm saying they got rid of a lot of the memorabilia inside that restaurant to make room for more people for overflow because of Galaxy's Edge having these huge, gigantic crowds.
0: Interestingly enough, Docking Bay 7, those plant-based balls, Mm -hmm. are not vegan. I mean... They probably are, but whatever they're cooked with is not because the only thing on the menu that is vegan at Talking Bay 7 is the Felucian Garden Spread, which was that little hummus platter that is phenomenal. Yeah,
1: it's delicious. So that, oh, maybe that,
0: that is the one with the little plant-based meatballs. It totally sticks. is. Never mind. Yeah, because it's got a piece, of p- a piece of pita. Uh, the California Burger at the ABC Commissary. Stupid ABC Commissary. Uh, but Hollywood and Vine has some options. Hollywood Brown Derby has a few options. Ooh, ginger, lemongrass, pho. yeah that sounds amazing everything there is delicious uh mama melrose has some options even pizza rizzo has
1: when it's open
0: yeah uh sci-fi diner has some things Ooh, the szechuan lettuce wraps are really good Mm. uh lettuce wraps apparently woody's lunchbox has plant-based tachos Mm -hmm. available you said woody also why are they called tachos why are they not called potatoes it just rolls off the tongue better it's because they're tater tots i get it but i'm just saying
1: and you can't call them tater tots because they'd be like um hashtag not sponsored
0: (laughs) uh but disney springs has a ton of options okay i guess not a ton of options disney springs has amarets patisserie Ooh, the uh bb wolf sausage company where i got the food the other day that i still need to post on one little spice uh has a plant-based bratwurst sausage that looks like real real good they also have a lamb keftka sausage that i like sorry are you even paying attention to me over here
1: i am i'm just getting set up for the end of the show
0: uh deluxe burger has something jack Lindsay's. The boardwalk has a few options at ESPN, Flying Fish, Tr- and Trattoria Al Forno. Mm. Ooh, for dinner they have lentil risotto. Mm, that sounds so delicious. I love
1: when you roll your R's.
0: Did I just then? I don't know. <laughs> I do, but I don't think I did there. There wasn't really an R to roll in risotto. Um, even the water parks have some plan-based stuff, which is super sweet. And then basically all the hotels have something um mm. the boma dinner it basically looks like 90 percent of their menu is plant-based and these are things that i ate
1: holy shit sorry guys
0: sorry did that make a noise uh those are things that i ate that i was like whoa this is super delicious and you would never like think plant-based but obviously like a chickpea soup is it gonna be i mean it could be But, and there's so much flavor there. Mm. You don't need to eat meat to eat flavor. And don't get me wrong. She loves meat. There are are times when I would like a still living calf on my plate to nibble at, but... Bloody
1: as hell or burnt to a crisp.
0: Ew. Um... Ew, to the burnt to a crisp, guys. I like them bloody. Um, But no, I absolutely love trying new things. And I'm really excited that Disney's kind of gotten on board and made it a lot easier. Because, you know, there are people that really only look to Disney for these things and don't follow these food podcasts and these blogs and things like that. So they don't really have the outlet to see all there is. And so it's really nice that the actual website for Disney is showing these as well. And again, ask if you don't see something you want on the menu or... Like, it just doesn't tickle your fancy or you're at a restaurant that's not listed. Ask.
1: Yeah, so for instance, uh, I took my grandmother and my aunt. She was in town. They came into Magic Kingdom uh, two years ago, maybe three years ago now. And we went over to Liberty Tavern, did the family-style family, family style dinner. <clears throat> and my grandmother has gluten issues. So the chef actually brought her her own plate of food and dessert. And it was her birthday, so he came out and sang her happy birthday. It was fucking amazing. It was... <laughs> I love Disney magic and the stuff, the memories they create. And that's one I'll, I'll never forget either. But, I mean, it also meant that my aunt and I had more food <laughs> to eat. <laughs> but it's the truth. If you have any anything, you know, even now with the not-so-scary Halloween parties, if your kids have allergies to certain things, they get a special colored bag. And they get special treats. And they're good treats. They're not bad things, you know. It's, it's actually beneficial. Goldfish. For your kid to have, uh, I mean, it's not beneficial, but you can go in there if you're, you know, even if you don't have allergy issues, you can still tell them that you do just if you want to just experience what it is to be a, uh, Disney fan without having, with having allergy issues.
0: Yeah. And, uh, no, I think it's just really cool that they are creating Disney magic for the kids that may not feel so magical in the rest of their lives. That feel deprived from being able to, you know, have what all the other kids are having. And then at Disney, they're like, "Here's this special stuff just for you." Yeah, it's awesome. So I think that's super cool.
1: Yeah, like uh, they can't have peanut butter, man. I might not be able to have peanut butter. If I have to find out.
0: <laughs> there are so many other good butters out there.
1: This is true. It's like butter, baby. So, uh, yeah, so we had some fun talking to you guys today. We talked about some illuminations and some uh, some, uh, gondola gate and some food and Halloween and things going on out there in Disney. Super excited to see what's to come and uh, remembering the past as well. It's so important that we don't forget the past and and look forward to the future. And as much as we want to see things stay the same, uh, that's something that Walt never wanted. He always wanted to see changes happening.
0: You know what he didn't want? Alcohol in Disneyland.
1: That's not true. They had a specific place where they had alcohol... I swear to God, there was a place, there was a park that was outside of Disneyland.
0: I know. Literally inside Disneyland, he never wanted alcohol. Ever, ever, ever. Because he wanted it to be a family place where you didn't have to drink. What the fuck is Club
1: 33? He had a place for him. That's
0: totally different. Walt
1: had a place for him and his people. and
0: you could spend $40,000 a year to have access to it. But to the normal public, he did not want alcohol in his park for the public.
1: Well, I'm glad we have alcohol in the park because I need it when I'm around that many people. Plus, I enjoy a good cocktail in five or ten.
0: Put it in every other park. Leave Disneyland alone.
1: That's up for a debate for another episode. So until next time, you can find us out there in all the social media feeds. You can find us on Instagram at FB underscore Disney. Uh, We're going to be doing a new giveaway very soon here. So stay tuned for that. Uh, We have a uh, a little special treat for you all. Um, Also, for those out there who have an Apple podcast uh, app they use on their phone, uh, we would love if you can leave us a review as well as a star review, not only just a written one, but a star review that helps uh, within the algorithms of the world of podcasting. It also lets us know a little bit of feedback uh, that about what you feel about our show. Uh, we get messages from guests or from guests from <laughs> listeners, <laughs> <laughs> which we do appreciate. And we love uh, going back and forth and talking, uh, but you also can find us on Twitter. I've uh, been a little bit more active on the Twitter feeds at uh, F underscore Disney as well as on Facebook, FEI Disney. And you can also send us an email. If you'd like to send us an email, it's feidsny at gmail.com. I'll have all the links to all that in the show notes, as well as links to all the food stuff we talked about, uh, the This Day in Disney trivia stuff, and all the other things we talked about. And until next time, thank you so much for tuning in. And as the great Walt Disney once said, if you believe in a thing, believe in it all the way
0: a simple rule that's compulsory Mortals pay a token fee Rest in peace, the haunting's free So hurry back, we would like your company
1: Hurry back, hurry back Be sure to bring your death certificate